tonight just for a few moments. I want to speak on the thought, principles in hearing God's voice. Principles in hearing God's voice. I'm, a, I'm convinced that all of us tonight want to hear God's voice. All of us want to hear His voice. And one of the greatest questions that most of us have is, is that me or is that God? Did God tell me to do that or is that me? How many would raise your hand and say, I've been in a place in my life where I wasn't sure if it was God speaking or if it was just my own emotions? Would you raise your hand? And, and, and then sometimes there's a battle. There's a battle between, is this me or is this God? Well, let me just encourage you tonight that if you find yourself in that situation, you're not alone. All of us have experienced that. There's been times that I've been in a church service where I've debated about, should I write the check for this amount or should I write it for this amount? I've debated. Is it my own emotion that wants to write it for this amount or should I write it for that amount? Or there's been occasions that I've been somewhere and didn't know whether I needed to pray for someone because it was in an odd situation at a restaurant or something like that. I didn't want to bring attention to it. And so I wrestled with, is, is this the Lord or is this not the Lord? And so if you find yourself in that situation tonight, then just take a breather. We've all been there before. I've been there before. We're all in the same boat. It's okay. Because I think that it's important for us to learn how to discern the voice of the Lord. All of us should be growing. And as a growing Christian, you've got to come to the conclusion that if I'm growing in the Lord, there's going to be times that I will miss it. There'll be times that I'll miss it. And that is why I encourage you that even in a worship service, sometimes, and to be quite frankly, probably the only person that really prophesies in this church is me. You know, really. Because it's one or two things. Because the Lord, the gifts are in the church. So either we're afraid to be used of the gifts, or we're thinking, is this me or is this the Lord? You see what I'm saying? And my admonishment to you tonight is this. You cannot learn unless you step forward and just do it. How are we going to correct abuse if we never try to use the gifts? We live in a culture where people want, in Pentecostal church services, we want to X out the gifts of the Spirit. And the reason that people want to do that is because there's been so much abuse. People have used it wrong. They've hurt people's feelings. It's been mismanaged. So what churches will do, they will cut it out because they're like, let's, let's just not deal with it. And that's not how you learn. You cannot correct disuse by unuse. You can't do that. You can't, you can't correct abuse by disuse. In order for us to correct abuse, in order for us to learn, we've got to try it. We've got to step out in faith and do it. And there will be some times that you will prophesy and think it's the Lord and maybe you missed it. That's okay. Alright, let's just learn how to grow in the Lord. It's not perfection that matters. It's progress that matters. And that's one of the great revelations that I've had in my Christian life is that it's progress, not perfection. It's the direction of my life. What direction am I moving in? And so if tonight, if you're struggling with Am I hearing God's voice or am I not hearing God's voice? Then I'm glad that you're here tonight. And I'm just going to give you a few principles from an Old Testament story to help you to discern God's voice. Now, I don't have a magic formula tonight. 
And I certainly don't have a checklist. Check this off and then you've heard God's voice. What I am suggesting tonight is this, that if you are a believer and you love Jesus and you're born again, the Holy Spirit does live on the inside of you and He does talk to you. The question is, are you discerning His voice from your voice? Alright? Listen, the person that talks the most is yourself. You talk to yourself all day long. You hear that voice all day. All day, you talk to yourself. You talk to yourself in your thoughts. You talk to yourself all day. And so now the question is, am I listening to myself or am I listening to the Spirit of the Lord? All right? And I am a firm believer that if you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you have the ability to discern His voice correctly. Can I hear an amen? Jesus said, my sheep, they know my voice and they will follow my voice. So you have the ability to do that. The very first principle that I want you to see in throughout the Scriptures, and especially the story that I'm going to read to you, is number one, are you more devoted to God or are you more devoted to a word? Are you more devoted to God or are you desperate for a word? And sometimes we come to church and we want a word. What is the Lord speaking to me? wish I could get a word, get a word, get a word. And I think that we have to change our perspective and we've got to know this. We've got to be more concerned about how devoted we are to God than trying to get a word or a solution to our problem. Alright, so let's try to get more devoted to God. Are you more devoted to God or are you desperate for a word? You know, has He got a word for my solution? I need a word for my solution. So let's change our perspective. My aim is not to get a word from God. My aim is to be more devoted to God. Because the more I'm devoted to God, the more keen I can be in hearing His voice. The more devoted to God that I am, the more keen that I could be understanding His voice. You see, sometimes, and it's this principle, it's the principle of the more I am near to Him, the more I will hear from Him. Near the more nearer I am, the closer I will hear. You've got to focus on being near so you can hear. Say that with me. I've got to focus on being near so I can hear. Say it again. I've got to focus on being so I can hear. So really the objective as a Christian is how devoted am I to Jesus? And the more devoted I am in being to Him, the more clearly that you can be in hearing His voice. Focus on being near to Him and you will hear. Near and you will hear. Say that with me. Near and I will hear. The Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel, or let's look at 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13. I'm going to give you a parallel between two men, David and Saul. Saul was Israel's first king. And then you know that eventually David was anointed king over Israel as well. And in these two people, you will see two people trying to hear God's voice. One heard God's voice appropriately and the other one did not discern God's voice at all. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 10 and verse number 13, this is speaking of Saul. And the Bible says that Saul was unfaithful to the Lord, which he had committed against the Lord because he did not keep the word of the Lord because he consulted a medium for guidance. So he went to the witch of Endor. He consulted a witch to bring up the dead body or the dead spirit of Samuel. And so 
here in this Scripture, Saul was unfaithful to the Lord. He didn't keep the Word of the Lord. And then he went to a source that was not anointed. So that's Saul. Saul did not hear the voice of God. He didn't keep the Word of God. And also the Scripture is telling us that he went to a source that was not anointed to hear the voice of God. And I've learned one thing, that when you don't hear the voice of God, when people don't hear the voice of God, they will revert to things that's unscriptural. They will attend revival meetings so somebody can prophesy to them. I'm not against prophecy, and I'm not against somebody being used of the Spirit to give you a word. But what I am saying is that when you are rooted and grounded and devoted to Him, the more nearer you are to Him, the less you are concerned about going to a revival and hearing a word from somebody. That's just a cherry on top. If that happens, that's good. If it doesn't happen, that's all right. Because my relationship with Jesus is not built upon a revival meeting where somebody spontaneously gives me a word. My relationship with Jesus is built upon me being closer to Him so that I could hear His voice myself. Can I hear an amen? So it's interesting to me, number two, that God wants to communicate to us through a community. Now, I want to stop there and say this. God wants to communicate with us in a community. Now let me just give you something that you probably are not interested in, but I think it's, it's, it's very important. And I also think that you are scholars tonight and you love the Word of God and you love the Word tonight and so you're here tonight because you want to learn. Now most of you have went through my class, Starting Point or the Core, and you know that Christianity is three branches. Roman Catholicism, the Orthodox Church, and the Protestant Church. You and I are in the Protestant Church. The other two branches, the Roman Catholic and the Orthodox Church, they firmly believe that God speaks to the church and the church tells you what to do. The Protestant Church believes that God speaks to us individually. You see what I'm saying? That's why in the Protestant church you will hear people say, and God told me, and God told me, and God told me to do this, and God told me to do this. But in the Roman Catholic church, in the Orthodox church, you won't hear people say that. You will hear them say, the church said, the church said, the church said. Because their idea of God speaking to us is that God speaks to us through the church and relays the message to the faithful. While the Protestant church believes God speaks to us individually. So who's right? They're both right. God speaks to us individually, but He also speaks to us through a community. He speaks to it both. Remember in the book of Acts, I think around the chapter 10, the elders were praying and they said, it seems good to us and the Holy Spirit that we should do this. So the Holy Spirit does speak to us through a community and He also speaks to us individually. It's both. It's twofold. So if you're trying to make a decision in life, don't make the decision just by what you think or what you thought you heard. You need to make sure you convey it to the church, your spiritual leaders, your mentors. Have a conversation with them and see if what they are saying is lining up to what you feel the Spirit is saying. Can I hear an amen? Now not, and I will say this, not every spiritual leader is right. There has been cases throughout history that people have not heard the voice of the Lord. And sometimes you've got to rebel against that and do what you feel like God has told you to do. But for the most part, if you have a man or a woman that you are submitting to and you're going to church and you respect them as a voice in your life and they are godly people, 
why would you not want to ask their opinion? Why are you attending their church? If you don't trust their voice. So, so God speaks through a community. And let me explain this. Saul went to the witch of Endor to hear God's voice. He went through the wrong community. He went to the wrong source. Because he was looking for someone to speak the same thing that he wanted. He wanted somebody to validate what he thought. And sometimes that's what we do when we want to hear God so bad, we find somebody to agree with us. Because that gives it more authority. And that's what Saul did. He went to the witch of Endor. He wanted to hear Samuel. He needed a voice. He went to the wrong community. But you see, David, David, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter number, 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse number 7. And, and in the context, we're going to read it later, but I just want you to see what David does here when he's trying to inquire of the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse number 7. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse number 7. The Bible says that David was grieved, all right? And, he, and, and the people were going to stone him. Now, how many knows that's a reason to be grieved? If the people are going to stone you, you, you probably have a right to be grieved. And the Bible says all the people were grieved. Every, every person was grieved. The sons and the daughters. But what did David do? David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Verse number 7, and then the Bible says that David went to the priest. He went to the priest. Because in verse number 8, he asked the priest, what should I do? Verse number 8, he says, what should I do about this? Should I, over, should I pursue them or should I not pursue them? So, this is what you see here. You see Saul going to the witch of Endor. He went to the wrong community to hear God's voice. While David, in his distress, went to the priest. Verse number 8, he begins to ask the priest, he, David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue? Shall I overtake? And the priest is right there. So he did it in the midst of the community. So one of them went to the priest and the other one went to the witch of Endor. It really does matter the source that you consult. If you really want to hear God's voice, you've got to be careful of who you consult with. Listen, if you want to hear God's voice, don't go to your best friend. Go to a spiritual leader. Go to a mentor. Go to somebody that has a spiritual voice in your life. Amen? Go to somebody that has a spiritual voice in your life. And why, why is this important? Because you remember in the book of Genesis, Eve said to Adam, remember they had a conversation in the garden? Adam listened to Eve and he partook of the fruit and they both fell into sin. Even though Adam was right there, they both fell into sin. They were both responsible. But the point that I want you to see is, is that Adam listened to the voice that was closest to him. And that was his wife and she was wrong. And just because somebody's close to you don't mean that they're right. I'm preaching real good up in this church tonight. Adam listened to the voice that was closest to him and they were wrong. Now, I'm not saying that the person that's closest to you is always wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that it's important that you get voices outside of your little circle and you go to a spiritual leader that could speak into your life. How many would agree with me? Say amen. So David went to the priest while Saul went to the witch of Endor. Now, number three, I've already said this, but I want to reiterate this. You need to focus on being near to him 
and you will hear him. Now, get this. This is so rich, and I love this. When I was looking over this, there was so much stuff that was sticking out to me that I, I, I don't even know if I can tell everything tonight because there's so much. But I do want you to see this principle because I think this principle is very, very important in your spiritual growth and development. Look at this. 1 Samuel chapter number 30. And I want you to look at verse number uh, 6. I already read it to you, but I just want you to see it quickly. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Now look at what? David's in distress. David's grieved. Everybody's grieved with him, right? And they wanted to stone him. How many knows that that's probably a reason to be grieved over, all right? But David strengthened himself in the Lord. He didn't have anybody to strengthen him, so he did it himself. Everybody wanted to stone him, but he strengthened himself. And then in verse number 8, look at verse number 8. Then the Bible says, David inquired of the Lord saying, should I pursue this troop and shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue for you shall overtake them without fail, recover all. That's what the Lord said to him. Now this is what I want you to see. Look at verse number 6. Verse number 6 says, David strengthened himself. While verse number 8 says, he inquired of the Lord. And this is the principle that I want to bring out to you. Number 4. God wants to be your source of strength before He is a resource for your solutions. David got strength from the Lord before he sought the Lord as a resource. In other words, David went to the Lord as his source. David went to the Lord as his source. God, you are my source. You're the source of my strength. Everybody else wants to stone me. Everybody else has given up on me. Everybody's grieved and everybody's in distress. But Lord, I'm going to encourage myself because you are my source. So he found strength in the Lord. He found comfort in the Lord first. In other words, he developed a relationship with the Lord first before he sought the Lord for a resource. And that's what happens in church. We have people come into the Lord because they have court Monday morning and they need to be bailed out. So they look for the Lord as a resource. And God is saying, you're missing the point. I need to be your source before I'm your resource. Can I hear an amen? I want to be your source before I'm your resource. Say that with me. Now, all of you can agree with me. We've all been in a mess before, even when we wasn't faithful to the Lord, and He still delivered us. God can do that, and He has done that. But you are a Christian. You know better. You know better. Developing a source. He's my source. So David strengthened himself and then he asked the Lord. It's interesting, David never asked the Lord first, should I pursue them? And then he strengthened the Lord, himself in the Lord. No, he strengthened himself, he got the source right, and then he sought the Lord for the resource. It's very powerful. Amen? Number five. What I want you to see also in this story is what place are you hearing from? Now let me explain that. What kind of place are you in that can be conducive to your hearing? In other words, are you hearing from a place of toxic emotions? Are you hearing from a place of hurt? Are you hearing from a place of pain? 
And this is what happens when you are hearing from a place of toxic emotions. For the most part, your prayers will be prayers of vindication. Your prayers will be prayers of God, go get them. Or God, why did they do me wrong? And why is this going on? It's, it, it, you're toxic. You have toxic emotions. And so therefore, you can't hear right because all you hear is your emotions. Your emotions are so loud, you can't hear the voice of God because you're hurt. And that's what happened to Saul. Saul was hearing from a place of hurt. He was hearing from a place of toxic emotions. And what did he do? He went to the witch of Endor. He sought an environment that was not biblical because he was trying to hear from the wrong place. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, go ahead and shut the door and pray to the Father in secret. Because your motive needs to be right. You need to hear. You need to hear from me, but you need to make sure your motive, your emotions are right in order for you to hear me. You don't need to pray like the Pharisees and the publicans because they're praying from a place of toxic emotions. They want to be seen. But you need to, be, you need to pray from the right heart, the right emotions. Where are you here? What's your heart? When you pray, what is your heart saying? How, how's your soul? Are you hearing from a place of toxic emotions? And are you hearing from a place of hurt? Because I've learned one thing. Trying to talk to somebody when they are offended is almost unbearable. I mean, you, you can't talk to people when they're offended. Because they roll their eyes and they're offended and they ain't going to listen to a thing you have to say. Now, if I can't listen to someone when they're offended, I know God is having trouble listening and responding to somebody that's offended. Because what happens is when you're offended, your opinions, your preferences, your emotions are God's. So it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. In your eyes, you're right because you were offended. And sometimes we can't, and that's why people leave churches and break up relationships, go here and go there, and they just, all their life, there's all, they're always moving, 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 because they thought they heard from God. You didn't hear from God. You just want somebody to validate your emotions. You want some, and, oh, okay, anyway, let's just go on here, Jesus. And, and that is why, number seven, we need to be less, we need to say this less, I heard from God, less of what God said and more of what is written. And let me explain that. People will say, God told me, God told me, God told me, stop it, stop it, stop, stop it, just stop that stuff. Because what you're trying to do is you're using the God card as a source of authority to back up your emotions and what you think needs to be done. So we'll use the God card to give us some sort of authority. What, what, are, you supposed to, what, what are you supposed to say when somebody says God said? Because they're using the God card as authority to back up their emotions. Now, does God speak to people? Yes. But remember what I said at the beginning of the sermon? Service of the sermon. God speaks through the community and God speaks through the individual. There's an alignment between the community and the individual. It's not control, it's protection. So it's the community and the individual saying the same thing. It seems good to us and the Holy Spirit that we should do this. Okay? So 
And you say, well, pastor, they're not agreeing with me. Well, then it, maybe it's a learning experience in your life. You know, not everything is going to go the way we think it should go. So we need to be less concerned about what saying God said, God said, God said. Billy Graham, which won more souls than anybody in modern history, said this in his book. In all my years of ministry, I could only say that I actually heard God three times in my whole ministry. He said the rest of it, I just went by the Scriptures. Because the Holy Spirit is the paraclete. He lives on the inside of you. And in the Scriptures, you hear the words, be led of the Spirit. So in other words, the Spirit lives inside of you. And it's, being, it, it's, it's like the Spirit, it, it pulls you in a direction. It's like, it's like a boat on the sails. It's like the wind hits the sails and it just moves the boat in the right direction. That's the analogy of the Spirit. Your life is up on the waters of life. And the Spirit is with you. And what the Spirit does, it just gently nudges you to go a certain direction. You won't always hear God said, God said, God said. But you do have the Spirit living on the inside of you. The Spirit resides on the inside of you. And you will feel a gentle nudge not to do that and not to say that and not to go there. And it gently pulls you in the other direction. Gently pulls you. You might feel unrest. Might not feel peace. I remember my first year pastor of this church on Annie Baxter. We had a business meeting one night, and, and you don't. This is years ago. Nobody, you know, nobody knows this, and it's not a big deal. But I'll just tell you that night we voted on someone to sit on the the committee, and I just I just knew this is not this is not this is not right. I just felt sick over it. I couldn't hardly sit in the meeting. I'm like, this is not good. I went home and was up all night long. I couldn't sleep, walked the floors. This is not right. We did not make the right decision. And so I consulted somebody that was in the meeting that was a spiritual leader. And they said, you know, Pastor, I felt the same exact thing all night long. I felt the same thing. You need to correct it. So the next Sunday, I went to the individual and said, listen, I feel like, you know, nothing against you personally. I just feel. And that person said, you know what? As they were voting on me, I knew it wasn't the will of God. You see, it's just a mental, just a, just a, just a push, just, a, just a push in the right direction. Amen. So let's be more concerned about what the written word says. Now, I don't want you to go home tonight thinking, "Boy, pastors against God speaking to us." I didn't say that. The Holy Spirit is in you. He leads you in the right direction. There will be times that you will hear the voice of God. All right, that's awesome. But I am more concerned about you walking it out every day of your life and following the written word. Amen? Amen. And I'm more concerned about just not throwing the God card. Because when we throw the God card out, it makes it so general that everybody's saying God said, God said. Well, what is God really saying? And God is not on medicine, folks. God is not bipolar. It amazes me. People come to God told me to do this. And three weeks later, they've already changed it and done something else. And I'm like, I thought God told you. Well, you no, God didn't tell you that. Let's just admit that God didn't say that. But we, we won't admit that because it breaks our pride. 
It breaks our pride. Let's follow the written word. The written word. Amen? Amen. Does God speak to us? Yes. Does He lead us? Yes. If you heard the voice of God, if you heard the voice of God, then you need to go to your spiritual leader, a spiritual mentor, and let's see if the Spirit is also saying the same thing. And then you'll know that you heard from the voice of God. Amen? Then you know. Let's, number eight, if you can't get a word from God, then get into the Word of God. If you can't get a word from God, then get into the Word of God. Now, and that is why I'm encouraging you to read the Bible. Read the Bible. Even if you don't understand it, even if it's boring to you, and it's okay to admit that some parts is boring. All right? Let's just admit it. Some, some of it's like it doesn't even relate to my life. But you've got to change the perspective of how you view the Bible. The Bible is a living book. So even in the parts that don't make sense and the parts that's boring, it could still change your life. So make sure somehow, some way, you let the Bible be read to you. I was taking a shower the other day and I put the Bible on and I listened to it as I was washing my hair. You can find time to make sure the Bible gets inside of you. And it's really interesting. I was praying the other day and a scripture came up or a story came up in my mind the same story I read two days ago from my Bible reading. So get the Bible in. It's very, very beneficial. If you can't get a word from God, then get in to the Word. Can I hear an amen? You know, in closing tonight, you see how David inquired himself. He, 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 excuse me, he strengthened himself in the Lord and then he went to the Lord as a resource. In other words, it is more important that you get devoted to the Lord. The nearer you are, the more clear you can hear. Near, hear. Near, hear. The more closer you are, you can hear. You said, no, so the, now the question is this. How do I know that I'm getting closer to the Lord? That's the question. Because I can get up here and say, get closer to the Lord and get near. Well, how do I know I'm getting closer and nearer to the Lord? First of all, it's an ongoing journey all your life. Okay? You will never be able to say, I made it. Okay? Because we're always in the cycle of sanctification. So we're always. It's a journey and you should be going in the same direction. But you have to ask yourself some questions. Is my appetite changing? Do I have more of a desire for God and a less of a desire for the world? That, that, that's an indication. Is my appetite changing? Number two, is my affections and desires changing? Okay, Is, is that changing? Number three, do I have more of a desire today than I had last year? Is my desires and affections changing? All right. Am I more people, am I more soul driven than I am preference driven? Is, is souls more important to me now than the toys of life? So you have to do a, an honest evaluation and ask yourself these questions. All right. Am I more disciplined in my spiritual disciplines this year? Or am I pursuing them more this year than I did last year? All right? Because it's all a heart thing. All right? So those will give you an indication if you're getting nearer to Him, if your affections are changing. All right? The direction that you're looking, is it changing? Now, I'm reminded as I close tonight about Esther. You remember the story of Esther? How Esther prepared herself for one night with the king? One night she prepared herself for the king. And you know, you read this story in the book of Esther and I don't, if I, I stand to be corrected, but I don't even think the word God is in the book of Esther. I mean, it's a story. It's a brilliant story about how God delivered His people from the enemy. And how God even opposed the enemy. Mordecai and Haman 
how God, in the midst of all of that, Ezra was lift, uh, excuse me, Esther was lifted up and helped bring deliverance to her people. And one of the things I want you to see in that story is that that when you get desperate for deliverance, you will invite the king. And that's exactly what happened. Esther was desperate for deliverance for her people. And she had a meeting with the king. And so, when you become desperate for deliverance or, or desperate to hear God's voice, you will invite the king or you will invite a meeting with the king. You hearing me? She went to the right source. When you're desperate for deliverance, you have to invite the king. God invite him, and that's what happens. She, listen, she strengthened herself First, she prepared herself. Remember, David strengthened himself. Esther strengthened herself. She prepared herself for a whole year. All right? The king, I'm going to meet the king, but I'm strengthening myself first. Then when she went to the king, her request was granted. Because first of all, she strengthened herself. The source was in the right place. And then the resource was given to her. So as we reflect tonight on how to hear God's voice, you need to change our perspective. That this is about me getting more devoted to Christ, more near. And listen, you're going to hear things that you thought was God and maybe it wasn't God. And what I want to say to you tonight, it's okay. It's all right if you mess up. It's all right if you thought you heard the Lord and it didn't come to pass. It's all right. Free yourself from the expectation that it has to be perfect all the time. You need to view yourself as a growing person. And as a growing person, your concern is getting devoted to Christ and so that you can rightfully discern the voice of the Lord. And sometimes you will hit it right on the nail and sometimes you won't hit it, but that's okay. Alright? Can I hear an amen?